You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. So hello, 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 Team Elite Stronghold. This is Michelle Kellogg here, and I'm hosting tonight's call, and I'll be introducing Leah, which I didn't even get how to pronounce her name before, because I've only read it, and I've read how awesome she is and so excited about having her as our guest speaker tonight. tonight. But Leah Hennefield, can you tell me how to pronounce your name correctly? You got it just right. That was luck. But before I introduce you, I do want to start with just a few um, quick announcements, and that is I want to remind you guys of the challenge packs this month that are still on sale. We have the challenge pack 21-day fix and 21-day fix extreme, and also the those two packs with the kickstart, which just means the three-day re- refresh is included in there. For those details, check your back office. Great sale going on right now with those packs. We are, they're also running the diamond. Um, if you hit diamond this month for the first time in your business, you'll get a unique, one-of-a-kind, signed, autographed T-shirt from Carl Deichler with a special design. So it'll be really cool. I'm bummed that I can't get one because they're super cute. Also, if you get Success Club 5 this month and la- or last month, you're going to be able to attend um, Bo Eason at Summit. I've seen him speak before, guys, and he is phenomenal about telling your story and how to tell it. Um, need to push to get to get to that. So Success Club 5 last month or this month. And then also Success Club 10, if you got Success Club 10 in May and June and have a total of 25 points, then you'll be um, get a special invitation for the Success Club party at Summit. So while we're talking about Summit, Summit registra- registration will open next week. Um, so be looking for a video from Melissa Hudgens, who will be posting in Team Elite Stronghold about some more details about how to um, register. But they're going to be sending you a link, um, an email, and you'll go, go ahead and register that way. And so that's all the announcements. And now I get to introduce our fabulous guest speaker that I really am excited to hear from tonight and learn from, uh, Lee Hennefield. She's a Diamond Coach, Success Club 10 All-Star, Success Club 30-plus since July 2014. I don't think I've ever had 30-plus points in one month. Her highest Success Club month was 74 points combined with her um, her mom's business center there. And she has hit over 10,000 um, personal volume in one month. So, guys, for those of you that are new coaches and are like, what does that even mean? That means she has helped a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Um, and we definitely have lots to learn from her tonight. Um, she's going to be talking to us about the 10 tips to a tremendous challenge group. And Leah, take it away. Why don't you start um, with just sharing a bit about your story, if you don't mind starting off that way. That's great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about this because it is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I love challenge groups. I call them boot camps, and it is the core of my business. It's my heart. It's my soul. It's where I put all my energy. So this is going to be a lot of fun for me, and I hope that there's some good value that will come out for the coaches that have taken time out of their day to listen. Um, 
my story is not a really long one yet. Um, I started coaching in the fall of 2013. And, you know, I, I was doing okay, I guess. Um, I was kind of, you know, firing a lot of things out there and not really knowing when it would be successful or not. And that's when I learned about practical social media. And I took their course and I learned about branding. And that was the aha moment. That was the turning point in my business. And there's actually two videos, or I mean, uh, webinars that are available uh, for free. Um, they're in, I think they're probably in a file section in Engage. I know that we can get the links to you, but there are webinars from practical social media that I did on my branding experience. So I know a lot of people get really confused about branding, and it can be intimidating, and it can sort of paralyze a lot of coaches, and it doesn't have to be that way. So there's two webinars that I did that will walk through that experience. Um, so if you're interested in that, I would um, either contact me or contact um, you know, Robert or Melissa or Greg Armfield, and we can get you um, hooked up with those webinars. But for tonight, um, I want to talk about what happens after you get people that have purchased a product, or, you know, a fitness solution, and what you do with them. Um, because the, the challenge groups and the success club points, um, those are fantastic. Those are great. They're a great indicator that, you, as you've said, you've helped people. But there's also another aspect um, to it, and that's keeping people. Um, it really upsets me. It, it's very frustrating to me if somebody joins a challenge group with me, and I never hear from them, I guess, after the 60 days. If they don't stick with their fitness, I feel like I've done something I came up short on my end of the deal with them because I'm looking for lifetime change for people. So that's um, what I wanted to talk about here. As far as the rest of my story, I branded myself um, as the athletic rider. It's what I know. It's who I am. I live it. I breathe it. So it makes it easy and it makes it fun. And I get to surround myself with people that are like me and talk their language. And I know their struggles and their challenges. So it makes it really easy to communicate and it makes it easy for them to communicate with each other in the group. So we'll go into a little more detail of that with the 10 tips. Um, so here we go. Get your pens and paper ready. Um, hopefully this will be in an organized fashion, because um, I have notes that come on notes and notes. But we'll get going. So the first tip I have, um, I call my challenge group, like I said, a boot camp. But it's really a fitness party. The mentality that I take going into this is this is going to be a huge, amazing, fun fitness party because it's a lot easier for me to plan a party than it is to sell a program and then try to drag people kicking and screaming through it. If I create an awesome party, then people are going to want to come. So the first thing I do every month is I plan my fitness party before I do anything. Um, before I send out the invitations, before I put a post up, before I talk to people about it. And I think in my mind, who's going to be on my invitation list? Now, we talked, um, Michelle, a little about the aha moment. And like I said, the branding is what really made the aha moment for me. And that's what makes it so easy to find out who's on your invitation list and, you know, how it's going to look and how the party's going to look. So... I invite riders. I invite horseback riders. I don't actually invite anyone that is not in my brand. 
So there's probably a lot of coaches that all of a sudden went, okay, I'm done, step one, and I'm already not going to be able to do this because I don't have a brand yet or I don't have enough people in my market and you're still working through your warm market and you're inviting your cousins and your friends and your college roommate, and that's fine. That actually you can create a brand for the challenge group out of uh, a mishmash of people. Um, it's going to happen after the fact, not before. So what I would recommend, while you're going to kind of have two roads going in the beginning until you can get yourself established with your people, um, and, and I want to touch on this just for a moment as far as branding. I call them my people. And like I said, branding doesn't have to be this big, scary experience. It's just people you want to spend time with. Who do you spend time with? Who sat at your lunch table in school? If you were to have a real live party in your home, who would you invite? That's your brand. That's sort of your target that you're going for. But while you're building your business, you're going to be inviting your warm market. You're going to be inviting your friends, your friends of your friends, and all of these skills that the coach training gives you on how to do well. So now let's say you've got some people, and maybe you don't have enough people. So now you've got to combine with another coach or two. And it's like how can you create an environment that makes everybody feel welcome and a part of this party? What you can do, there's a lot of ways to go about it, um, and I call it branding the experience. So you want to find common ground. And for example, before I had enough riders to run challenge groups on my own, I would combine with other coaches. Jason Wagner, for example, um, his market is runners. So we would combine and have the runners versus the riders. Now we've got a team feeling. Now we've got this sort of energy going, and everybody has to participate because you divide it into – the winner has to be from the winning team, so if people drop out, and we'll go into some details with that. So there's other ways. I've also run another group with uh, Coach Steve Donnelly. We did, um, he does teachers, so we did kind of educators versus equestrians. So there's ways that you can create a bond in a group of people that don't seem to have anything in common until you can get enough business going to run a group on your own with your own people. Um, some other ideas of ways that you can break down a group to give a theme. Um, I've had large groups of riders, and I couldn't really figure out how to break them down, so I just split them by age. I, you know, a young horse is called a filly. A young female horse is called a filly. A mature female horse is called a mare. So I did the mares versus the fillies, and it created this, you know, young versus old, and that energy of finding a theme. I think gets things off to a good start and it creates a cohesive concept through the whole challenge group and it makes it fun. Um, it also creates community. It creates bonding with your challenge, um, your challengers, and it takes a little pressure off you to be the total entertainment for the entire 30 or 60 days or however long you run your group. Um, the se second step after you've decided who's going to be on your invitation list, is to create the invitation or the post or the ad in social media. And this is really crucial. And I know there's a lot of coaches out there that do it a lot of different ways than, than the way I do it, and they have their success. And this is just another avenue that's worked for me. Um, I'm all about the picture. I'm all about the image. Uh, I happen to be drawn to pretty pictures in the newsfeed. If there's not a gorgeous picture, I'm scrolling by. I don't have time. So I know if I put a pretty picture, chances are I'm going to attract me, the people that are looking for the pretty picture. So I'm about images. Um, I want the, the uh, text to be clever and creative. Um, 
the, I call it the litmus test. It's, it's, I saw this post. I take the post, I isolate it, I'll screenshot it, I'll pull it on it, you know, out on its own and look at it and go, if I'm scrolling through, waiting in line at the grocery store or whatever I'm doing, is this going to catch my eye? Is this going to stop me in my tracks? If that post doesn't stop me in my tracks, then I'm kind of throwing it away out there on social media. And chances are the people that are going to relate to me in the group aren't going to respond to that ad as well. Um, the other thing is find a friend who will tell you that the genes don't look good on you and ask them to look over your ad. Having friends that support you and tell you you're doing a great job is a wonderful thing to have, but you also need the tough love friend that says that picture is not good and your ad doesn't make sense or that's boring. So find the invitation, find a mean friend like me, and make sure that it makes a good quality presence. The third thing, so now you've got your people, you've sent this great invitation, you've got people responding, you've got your group organized. Now's the time to set expectations. And I think when I started doing this, this was another big turning point in my challenge group. I've had sometimes, you know, 20 to 30 people in a challenge group. And before I set expectations and gave expectations, I'd have a lot of drop-off. Um, and what I mean by that is I tell people, I actually get people on the phone. Um, I don't do any of my consults by email. I get them on the phone. Um, they hear my voice. They can hear my energy that way. I can hear their energy. I think it makes for a little more human connection, and it's a little harder to quit on somebody when you, quote, met them by voice, which is the best we can do unless we're in the same city. So I let them know during that phone call that there are expectations. I actually get them to say, they are going to commit to post at least two posts a day. And what I ask them for is a fitness accountability post, and I ask them for a food or nutrition post, because those are the two things that really matter. Now, I do optional posts um, for points, and I think that, that I know that there are several teams that do this where you'll give, you know, five points for Shakeology, five points for a sweaty selfie. You'll give posts for putting a recipe, points for putting a recipe, and then I offer a prize at the end of the challenge group. Um, and a lot of people aren't comfortable with that, and some people would be intimidated to do anything. They kind of got paralyzed if they felt they had to do all those posts. So I make it very clear at the beginning, they don't have to do everything. That's just for the competitive-minded people. But I do ask them to commit to one fitness post and one food post. Now, again, you're going to probably – have some people that won't comply with that, but at least you put it in their mind that there's an expectation that's set. It's very clear. I also give them what they can expect from me. I let them know that I check in the group between 6 and 8 in the morning. I check in the group between 5 and 7 at night. Um, I let them know that I'm available at that time. A, that sets some boundaries for my life because I'm sure a lot of you know if you are not careful with your notifications, your phone's going off all day long and you can't really do anything well or you'll get a notification and forget to reply and you miss something. So I let them know that I check in twice a day. Um, I let them know that if they tag me in a post or if they message me that I will get back to them during those times unless it's, you know, something really, you know, urgent. Of course, I'll handle it right away. Um, but that makes, I think, a huge difference. Um, when people say I commit to something and when they know you're giving something back to them, I think they're more inclined to participate and stay involved. Um, just another tip 
is I use Google Docs um, for the points forms that they submit. Um, I have everything out on there, and then it it'll populate into a spreadsheet. And there's some different tricks and things you can do that'll sum up the totals of the points and um, you know know how much how much people are participating. Now the points form itself, um, let me see, is uh, something that doesn't always keep track of people. That's just an extra, and I'll talk about that again in a little bit. Um, the other thing I do is I let them know um, in advance if I'm not going to be posting. For example, I quick make a joke out of uh, TGIT, Coach's Night Off, going to dinner, and I put that in my group. I'll use Sendable or use something to let people know I'm not available tonight if I need a night off or if I'm going to dinner or if something comes up. I don't ever leave my girls hanging without somebody knowing that I'm going to be there or not going to be there. And again, it seems like a lot of work, but it builds that trust and that relationship that keeps them active, that keeps them coming back. So after we've set our expectations, and we've got our people committed to the group. The next thing, that step four, is what I call pregame or week zero. And I think this is another vital part to challenge groups, is I have a series of just simple one-step um, assignments for the week before we actually start our workouts together. For example, I have a boot camp that's in week zero right now. They just started today on week zero. They won't start their workouts till next week. They've all placed their orders. They're ready. The orders are coming in. They're excited. Nobody's doing the workout yet. And the posts will be things like setting your goals will be one day. One day might be instructions on how to make an awesome Shakeology shake because at this point they're starting to get their, their um, packages and they don't know how to make Shakeology and they don't know whether it's going to taste good or you give them some advice on that with a great recipe or your favorite recipe. Um, I do posts on why. Uh, we do posts on how to take pictures. I do let them know in advance that, you know, we do take before pictures and stats like that. And I actually have a lot of, a success with people putting their before pictures up and, and really committing. And this all happens in that week zero. So nobody's ever done a workout yet. And they're already creating a bond. In our welcome, we'll talk about, you know, what color horse do you have? Give me your horse's name. What kind of riding you do? So you can do all of this with your people. For example, if you've got teachers, you know, what's your, you know, what topic do you teach? You know, what grade do you teach? And now they're talking with each other. And they're making community with each other, and they're bonding with each other, and they're finding success partners within the group. And that creates that bond before anybody's ever put in the first DVD. The energy starts building. So it's like they're all sitting there at the gate ready for it to open, and you're building it and building it and building this anticipation until day one hits and everybody's out of the gate and they do their workouts, and it creates a lot of excitement. Um, during week zero is the one time that I check in often. I block my calendar off, and I'm responding. If somebody's showing up and putting a post up, particularly on the four posters, uh, the four pictures, I am on it. I don't care where I am. If I get a notification that somebody's put pictures up or I notice that somebody's put their before pictures, I am on it right then to make sure I make them feel comfortable. Because, again, this is about creating trust and relationships so that, they want to stay um, and keep coming back. So now we're into what the branded, what I call my branded daily posts. 
Beachbody um, has some great posts in the back office that I'm sure most of you know about for challenge groups that you can post on a daily basis. But they're pretty general. I know that they have them for each group. I rarely have a group that has like everybody doing T25 or everybody doing one particular program. So I went with the Mixed or the Shakeology Challenge Group or whatever it is and pulled different posts. And I created 60 days worth of posts that speak to my people. And this is, again, where that branding makes it so easy to run a successful challenge group because my daily posts all have pictures. If it's um, talking about rest day, I have a horse laying down on his side, a cute bowl of sleep, so everybody loves the pictures. And everything about the post connects to why this is important for them. For example, if there is a post on Thirsty Thursday or how much water you need to drink, I'll have a picture of horses around a watering hole and talk about why it's important for the riders and important for the horses. So I connect everything. This is the same theme. This is the same party going for the whole time. There's no disconnect. Um, for example, I have all ladies in my group. None of my posts show pictures of men doing fitness because there's a disconnect. These are all women. So I make sure that everything lines up and everything matches in the room where I'm having the party, if that makes sense. Um, the other thing is um, I know I have posts that I, I've shared with my coaches, and I'm sure a lot of coaches share the posts to make it easier on the coaches. Take the time to make the posts your own. There's nothing worse than having a post show up that you've taken from a coach that's written in their distinct way of speaking, and suddenly you leave the character of your person, and this post is not yours, and then you go back to being yours, there's a disconnect that happens. Particularly when you write, people have a style about them. Um, I've sat in on some challenge groups before, and I'll see a post and go, oh, wow, that one's mine that didn't get changed. And it's like it's going along with a certain tone, and then there's me that popped in on day seven, and then I, you know, my post. And I think that that makes it look like you didn't put energy into it for the people. I want them to think that I went to a lot of effort. Um, to create this environment. So take the time. You can do it once. You can speak in your language. And even if you're sharing posts with another coach, their week should be in their language. Your week should be in your language so that it does feel, particularly if you're scheduling them through Hootsuite or Sendable, that you're actually there and present in the group. Um, I also have a set of what I call stray posts, um, my emergency posts are something that I don't always put in every group, but if things are getting a little quiet, um, I've got one that I'll kind of put out there to sort of try to get things going again. Um, the other thing about the post that I think is really important is that I bring them along on this, like we're going on this journey together for 60 days. And so there's an escalation, like in the beginning, the post might be a really simple nutrition tip. Um, it'll be a really simple, I do weekly challenges, for example. So the challenges in the beginning are really simple. They're not intimidating challenges. Like um, one of them I actually got from Steve that was a Temptation Tuesday. You know, find something that you were tempted by and put a picture of it. And that's not really intimidating. That's not exposing them too much. Everybody can, you know, buy a, you know, the donuts at the office and put a picture of it. As we move through the challenge, I start putting more challenging challenges to them, whether it's a Flex Friday. Now we've got people putting pictures of themselves. Um, 
we've got public, you know, random acts of public fitness. There was a coach that actually had that. I don't remember who it was on a national wake-up call. Now I'm seeing who's willing to go out in public. Um, I make the nutrition, you know, recipes a little more challenging. And the reason that I'm escalating this is, A, I'm actually starting to try to identify people that are leaders, the people that take these challenges on and that run with them and that take, you know, love them and make videos and do more than the challenge asked because these are people that are likely going to be future coach potential for you. So I try to create my challenges that I do each week to identify leaders. Um, and let me see. I'm at uh, number six, point six. And that was actually, I tied those two in together. To keep engagement going, I have that weekly challenge. So if people are going along and it gets to be Wednesday and it's Thursday and the weekend's coming and people are starting to get off track or they're thinking about, boom, you put a fun post up that's a challenge for the weekend and everybody posts a video of, you know, doing uh, free fitness, you know, where can you find a place in the world to do tricep dips and post by Sunday. So now they're engaged, they're out and about on the weekend, they may not be thinking about their challenge group as much, but they think, oh, if I do some tricep dips here on this bench, I can get some points. Um, and seven, point seven is I take attendance, and I let them know I take attendance. I talked about the form that they submit for points, but not everybody does that. I actually lay out a spreadsheet with all the people, and about every two or three days, I run through and check off who's checked in and who hasn't. I don't let anybody slip through the cracks, and that sounds crazy, I'm sure, but believe me, it will pay off in the end. I have had people that have had family emergencies come up, or in my particular brand, you have people that lose horses or have accidents with horses or things happen, and they may not post for two or three days. And I always make sure that I take attendance so I know who to reach out to, who is missing. I take notes on if they're leaving for a horse show this weekend, if their horse went in, um, to get some procedure done so that I can keep track and make sure I follow up. And that's probably been one of the biggest, another one of the biggest feedbacks that I've got from people and why they participate because they know that I'm going to notice when they're gone. And I also let them know that they have, I have it, the three strike rule. You get a very polite call out in the group if you haven't posted in two days. And then you get what I call a tough love post that's public in the group. If you don't respond to that, you get a private message. And if you don't respond to my private message, I let people know again up front, if I've called out to you three times, I don't remove you from the group, but I can't keep that energy going. And that's a hard decision, but it's another reason that I think the challenge groups work is a lot of times I do this. I get so focused on the people that aren't posting, that aren't keeping up, that aren't doing well, that aren't showing up, that I neglect the people that are showing up and doing their job every day because they seem to be so easy and they're actually the ones that need the recognition because they're doing it. So be careful that you don't spend so much time trying to pull people in that aren't ready for a change that you ignore the people that are doing a great job. Um, and I also try not to sound too desperate if I'm calling them out. Um, I, again, these are expectations I set. I call it the how you doing post. And, you know, if Susie hasn't posted for two or three days, she'll get a post that will say, Susie, how you doing? 
And that is Coach Tough Love Speak for I Noticed You're Missing. It would be a great idea to let me know if you've been working out or if something's going on in your life. And it provides a little humor. Um, it becomes sort of a joke in the boot camp. They start talking to each other going, I don't want to get a how you doing post. Did you get a how you doing post? So you can do things that, again, get them to interact and depend on each other, and it creates that community with them. Um, quickly, because I think I'm talking too much. Um, point eight, always respond with a reason. Um, don't do what I call drive-by posts. Awesome. Great job. Looks good. Yum. Oh, good meal. Um, in the feedback that I get, and we'll talk about that at the end, those posts come across very insincere and people notice it. Instead, you've got your notes going over here. You know if somebody has a vet that's come out, you say, hey, that was a great meal. I'm so impressed that you were able to pull that together when you had to wait on the vet today. And it shows you care. Um, you don't have to post on and respond to everybody that way, but at least one time a day, I make sure that I personally connect to someone in a response that I make to them. Um, the other thing that I have had feedback on from, from people in my boot camp is if you're running a group with multiple coaches, figure out how you're going to organize this. Um, I actually don't like to have my groups run where I only comment on my people's and my coaches only comment on their, their people's posts because I think it puts a disconnect that doesn't make sense to the people that are in the boot camp. I like them to think of all the coaches as their leaders, so I try to respond to them, and I want other coaches to take care of my people. Um, on the other hand, don't start tag-teaming people. If somebody, say, you know, puts a meal up of that, you know, I went to McDonald's and had cheeseburgers and fries, and somebody says, hey, how can you make a better choice? You don't need three other coaches going, how can you make a better choice? How can you make a better choice? How can you make a better choice? That can isolate people. So I try to really work in the connection that it's responding with a purpose, responding with a reason, and making sure that they get the attention without overwhelming them. Um, point nine is reward and recognition. Um, this is just you know, the policy of Beachbody. And at the end of my boot camp, if there's a high point award, I make a poster, I put their name on it, I put it on my page, I put it in the group, I put it on my business page, um, you know, share it on social media, let them know who's done a, a good job, um, and making sure that, you know, their name is present. We all like to see our name in lights. It's fun. So I make sure that they get the reward and recognition. And then my 10th, um, Point, and I started doing this a few months ago, and it was huge. I do an exit survey on the last week of my boot camp. And the things that I ask, um, I'm a big one to 10 person. I like to say, you know, how would you rate your boot camp experience? One was awful, 10 was awesome. How likely are you to invite a friend? One, I never would. 10, I've already invited a friend. Um, what are the three things that you love the most? about your boot camp experience, what thing do you want to change about your boot camp experience. Um, I asked them if they'd be willing to be a transformation story for my website, and I asked them if they would be interested in hosting a boot camp, and that's what I call becoming a coach. That's a way to put it out there a little gently um, to see if anybody's even thought about the idea of becoming a coach. I'm pretty soft in that area. I don't bring it up really hard. 
but that gives me an indication. I allow them to submit the survey anonymously or with a name. And anybody that does not give me a 10 on every single question, if it's a 1 to 10, I contact them by private message and I ask them what I could have done better to make this a 10 experience. Um, and that's, you know, been a really great, great way to find feedback. And it's through that exit survey that I've actually come up with these other points that I've given you. Um, people would say, I felt this coach did a drive, was doing drive-by posts. I didn't feel she connected. I found a daily post that kind of was from another coach, but it sounded like it wasn't her words. It didn't sound like her. So a lot of the feedback that I have gotten, I have put into these 10 points. Um, I think uh, that's all of them. Oh, one other thing, um, a couple little posts that you can keep in the emergency post um, list for when things are getting quiet. A lot of times, and I learned this from uh, my upline, from my sponsor, Jason Wagner, is things that are simple one-liners that just get people going. Like, rank your day on 1 to 10. How's your day going today, 1 to 10? And I'll look through, and if somebody says their day is a four, I know I need to reach out to them. If it's a six, if it's a seven, if it's anything below an eight, I know they're getting in trouble and they need some more attention. Or any kind of single word post, like give me one word to describe your workout today. You know, awful, great, terrible, exhausting. And those one word replies, people usually will take the time to reply to. It does that. It lets you identify people in trouble. And it also gives you one post that everybody checks in on, so it makes your attendance a lot easier to do on that particular day. Um, I think that's my 10 points that I went through. Sweet. That was for awesome points. Do you mind, um, in a quick wrap-up, just running through the 10, like one fitness party, two? Because I missed one or two of those. Yes, I'll do them just one at a time. Plan the fitness party before you send out the invitation. Send the invitation but make it fun and make it count. Number three, set expectations for the participants and give expectations to them, what they can expect from you. Make sure you invest in pregame or week zero before anybody starts their workout because that's where you develop trust. Make sure that you do daily posts that fit the theme of your people that make sense to them. I call them branded daily posts. That's number five. Number six is keep the engagement going with weekly challenges, um, recipes, things like that to sort of add a little energy. Number seven, take attendance and let them know you will and make the shout-outs for the slackers, you know, fun and engaging and make sure you follow up with people so that nobody feels left out and that they've fallen through the cracks. I actually learned that lesson um, because I let somebody fall through the cracks one time. So that was a lesson I learned the hard way. Always respond, number eight, respond to posts with a reason or a purpose. Don't do a drive-by shooting or drive-by post, sorry. Um, number nine, give reward and recognition, particularly at the end of the boot camp. And number 10, provide an exit survey so that you can get good feedback from them and know where you need to improve. Um, Another thing I do during their survey is ask them what they plan on doing next for their fitness, um, if they want to continue with their program or get a new one. And usually when you've gone to all of this effort, 
people are so excited they want to do it again and they want to do it again and they want to do it again and they want to buy new programs. So it creates ongoing relationships. Awesome. I do. Um, I posted in the group questions, and there are a few questions. I think we have time. Um, do you mind taking a, few, a couple, just two? Sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. So one of the questions um, from Jeremy Schuhart's team was, do you recommend more than one separate challenge group a month? Um, I tried that one time. Um, it was really hard. <laughs> it was really, really hard to do. Um, I that's going to be individual. I couldn't do it. I put so much into these that it, it, it would take me out. I wouldn't have time to do anything else. Um, and I think my energy would probably go a little low. But if you've got enough coaches and you've only got a few people and you can figure out a way to divide, um, you know, the, the responsibilities, mm -hmm. you might be able to do that. Yep. And I always say it's, you know, what works for one coach may not work for you. You always have to figure yeah. out what, what works for you. And these are some great tips that I think will work for all of us as coaches. Um, there is another question here that I thought was a good one. It says, um, any specifics that have helped you convert challengers into coaches directly after their first month before their next psychology ships? Any, I, I'll let you in. Yeah, I'm, I'm the strange coach on that one. I don't do that. Um, I actually, I, I, I don't really go in that direction. Um, and I, I don't have a good reason for that other than I don't want people to feel that that's why I got them in the group that I'm trying. I, I try to just go a little gentler and I try to identify people that are actually going to be interested in the business, and I can't really get that done in the first 30 days. So I don't do that. Um, that might sound crazy, but no. I've so never what, done it that way. What, you're, what I'm hearing, because you, you already answered that to me, you said um, when, the, when you think the time is right to invite them, you ask them, you reach out and say, hey, have you ever thought about doing one of these, these, running one of these groups yourself? And, and here's a, yeah, and the survey. And another thing that I've found, too, is because I'm so intertwined in their lives, in, in the girls' lives, in my group, a lot of them approach me. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's a win. You know, somebody says to you, hey, I want to do this. That's a win. That's a no-brainer. And um, so that's how I do it. Um, I know other coaches mm -hmm. do it differently and do it very successfully that way, too. Exactly. So, what? yep, trial and error, girl. And you you figured out what has worked for you. Like I said, you're getting... A 20, 30 plus success club points a month, so it's clearly working for you. I do want to reiterate to everyone that also she had shared with me um, through private message that she has a 80, was it 80 to 90 percent retention rate in your challenge groups? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you I know these, these tactics are working, um, and and I can see why. So that's awesome. Thank you so 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 much for sharing. And your, your your little tips and secrets with us, um, I feel very special and honored to have you on the, the call and to be able to, for you to share that with us, basically. I learned, I have like six pages of notes here, so excited to take some of these and implement them into my group and have a, and have a big fitness party. So it's I love it. Fit, it's a big party. It's an awesome party. And, so, and that's something that's, it's something that's easy to, and I hate the word sell. But it's something easy to sell. You know, you can be, it isn't like, hey, do you want to buy Kyo? Let me sell you Kyo. Do you want to buy Shakeology? How about buying some Shakeology? You can go, do you want to come to an awesome party? So, yes, I, mean, I love the party. And speaking of the party, I do want to close with a reminder of Summit that next week, because I didn't, wasn't very, very clear on the announcements, 
that next week, next Monday, is when the registration will open to register for Summit, and you need to be sure to, to register early, like as soon as you can, in order to be sure to receive, um, to get the track that you want. So if you pre-looked at the registration and you picked out the track that you want, then you need to register as soon as possible to get that track. But guys, they're all fabulous. I've looked at all those tracks, and I can't decide which one I want. So, um so just remember to register for Summit next Monday. Melissa will be posting a call um, on that. And just thank you, thank you, thank you guys for um, showing up on the call. And thank you, Leah, for have, for, for sharing with us. So good thank night, good so night. Much. Thanks. Bye. Bye.